What up, everybody? Welcome back to the Chase Shelton Show. Of course, with your host, Chase Shelton, back at it again with another podcast. Uh, this one is going to be a fun one. We are pretty much going to strictly talk about football and the NFL and the draft. I've got a lot to talk about later on. Actually, earlier I asked on DTG for some questions from y'all guys. And uh, just like I knew y'all would come through, y'all asked some great questions. So I'll answer that towards the end of the podcast. But let's jump right into it. Uh, kind of a little more fun. We'll start with the uh, new uniforms thing going on. Uh, as you know, there's, I think I want to say, seven teams in the NFL currently changing logos or uniforms this season. And just like myself, I love getting into this stuff. Uh, I'm a huge fan on fashion and looks, and I think uh, that plays a huge factor in some teams. Uh, we'll, we'll start with it, though, with the uh, the logos. Uh, currently, three teams uh, uh, confirmed that they're switching logos and stuff, and they came out with it. The Rams, uh, or I want to say the first ones that did it, I'll be honest, I didn't like them. They sucked. The L.A., with that Rams horn thing, just not a good look. Uh, I think I want to say they're coming with new jerseys as well, so maybe they will look better. But as far as the logo, not a fan. The Chargers, they didn't do too much of a difference. Uh, I know they did kind of a little bolt thing in their lettering. I kind of like it. It's okay-ish looking. It's not like a huge like change, and I'm so wowed by it. But I also think they're also getting new jerseys i want to say i don't know how i feel about that i currently think they have a top three uh, uniforms in the nfl i love that baby powder blue the white the uh, navy blue looks great and the all white jerseys are even pretty nice and then the colts uh currently a last week released their logo change or their secondary logo uh Honestly, it's not the best logo out there, but they kind of changed their uniforms. But just like most of y'all said, I probably would have not even noticed if they were to wear them on a game. They look the exact same, uh, but they changed a little bit of lettering. So I personally don't care much about it. I mean, it's fine, I guess. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. The Bucks have new uniforms, who I personally think have the uh, the best i i love that they went kind of old school uh back to their winning days i hated the uh, alarm clock jersey uniforms and that orange and it just it was not a good look uh they might well they can't do it this year but they also might go back to their cream school jerseys which i know is like a huge fan favorite so we'll see but as far as these I love them. think they're great. Falcons, uh, I don't know, man. I kind of wish they would have went to their older school uniforms back when they had Dion. Uh, this one is, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to go more modern, and I respect that. You know, the younger crowd, you know, is all about fashion, and I guess they might have thought these were fashionable. They're okay. Uh, I'm not a fan of that gradient, I think is what it's called, or the, the red and black mixed. Uh, I know they're the first jerseys to do that. Uh, again, I respect them for trying to go out there and do it. Who knows? It it, it might work uh, on, like, jersey sales. But personally for me, I'm not a big fan of it. And the last team to come out with the uniforms as of yesterday was the Cleveland Browns. 
Uh, going again like the Bucks, going back to their old classic jerseys back, uh, kind of when their winning days were. They haven't been a winning team forever, but I do respect that they're going back to that. I actually don't mind their uniforms they had last year. I know a lot of people hated them. Their color rush, which was their primary home, I love. Uh, I think they're going to keep that, which is fine. I kind of like these. They're not. They're not the ugliest jerseys out there. They're not the sexiest, but they're they're decent looking. I think I wish. I kind of wish they would do something more modern. I'm not a fan of that just bland orange helmet and brown jersey, but I know it's got a lot of uh, history behind it and all that stuff. I don't want to get too into it. So, you know, it's it's an okay jersey, but. I think maybe in the next 10 years, maybe they could put like a logo on the helmet. I think that'd look kind of cool with a bulldog face maybe. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that that's kind of my input on the uniform. Just kind of something fun to do out there. Uh, next topic I want to get into is a huge topic a lot of, I know, Patriot fans are wondering. And I'm not a big Patriots fan, but even I'm kind of curious to know about it. What are the Patriots going to do for their future? What are they going to do in this draft? Uh, it's going to be interesting. For the past 20 years, they haven't really had to worry about their quarterback situation. They've had the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, uh, sna- uh, getting the ball. And now this will be the first time in two decades that you will not see a TB12 throwing touchdowns. Sorry, New England. Uh they have Jarrett Stidham, who they drafted last year. Uh, are they going to keep him? Or, uh, of course, they'll probably keep him. Are they going to put him in the starting position? They did go get Brian Hoyer back, who's been a good backup quarterback. Are they going to throw him under the center? I, I really don't know. Belichick is a very quiet dude, and I like that. I think it's kind of interesting to see what's going to happen. Me, personally, I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback early, I should say, in this draft. They might they might get one in the later round, but as far as your uh, big-name quarterbacks out there, I don't see the Patriots only making a move. Uh, Belichick has kept Stidham for a reason. He knows what he's doing. Uh, I think he sees potential. I mean, hell, in 2000... I don't really think any of these Patriot fans really thought Tom Brady would be their franchise quarterback. And if they did, then they must have been a a time uh, reader. They must have seen in the future because I wasn't really active in 2000. But I can tell you right now, not very many people probably thought that Tom Brady had it. And right now people are saying that about Stidham. So who knows? He might lead this team to a championship. Uh Again, I don't really know. We've only seen him a little bit in the NFL. I know preseason he looked okay. I want to say in a regular season game, I know I think I don't want to be wrong, but I want to say his first pass in the NFL, his only pass in the NFL was an interception, which sucks, doesn't look great, but of course that's not going to stick with him forever. So, no, I personally think, though, that the – Patriots are not going to draft a quarterback early. I know some people have them trading up, but that's not really Belichick's way. And unless he is going to change it all, I just don't see him doing that. Uh, who knows, though? He he 
he might keep Stidham because he knows he sucks, and they might be trying to tank for Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I highly doubt that's the case, but uh, no, man, I, I don't think the Patriots are going to uh, do anything. In fact, I think they're going to rework their or, sorry, redraft on their defense a little bit. They lost some key pieces. Uh, I think that's what they'll be trying to do this draft. Uh, another big topic that's going on right now in the NFL, which is something that I never thought we'd be talking about, is empty stadiums. Of course, this COVID-19 has taken over the world uh, like Thanos did in Avengers, man. It, it is crazy what is done. Uh, and unfortunately, it's killed the sports world uh, majorly bad. And the NFL is the next major sport that's going to be starting soon. And it's already taken effect in the draft. All the pre-workouts, all these draft combines that we're used to seeing, it's not going to happen. And so a lot of people are a little curious, what's it going to do for regular season? I'm not a doctor. I don't want to say anything that sounds like I know what I'm talking about. But as far as I'm reading, is they're not projecting this stuff to be over till you know November December maybe a little earlier than that but it's there's a lot of things that are going on with it that I know they're kind of taking their well, how to say taking caution and one of them is going to be fans unfortunately sports might return but there will be no fans uh I don't like it I really don't because I love going to games um not just NFL, but baseball, basketball. It's different from when you watch it on TV. And it sucks when you can't go to those games. But I love football and I love sports so much that honestly I'm willing to take it over nothing. So if the NFL was to play but no fans, but we could watch it on TV, I'll take that, of course. I think most people would. But I can tell you right now that the season would be a huge change. I I think it would affect a lot of teams, in my opinion. Uh, just like in college sports, fans play a huge part, especially in the NFL. Baseball, maybe not as much. Or same with basketball, maybe not as much. But I can tell you right now, football does. There are some teams out there that, I'm not going to say strictly rely on their fans, but get a... Me playing sports, I can tell you right now, when your fans are cheering you on and getting loud, and it, it gets you hyped, man. It, it really does. And even being a visitor, it can really mess with your head. And there's a lot of teams out there that have fans that do that. Look at Pittsburgh, the terrible towers. I mean, even on the road, that's what you'll see at a lot of their road games. And I can give that team a lot of, uh, you know, hype up for a road game. And. The Chiefs, Seahawks, they're, they're probably the two loudest stadiums in the NFL. I mean, they rely on that stuff, especially that defense. When your fans are getting hyped and loud and the opposing quarterback can't hear a damn thing and the offensive line is, you know, can't hear anything. I mean, it can fall start. It can, you know, delay of game. All these things play an effect. And so when you're talking about empty stadiums, man, it, it takes a that's – a, that's a huge impact on the game. But – I hate it, but honestly, I'll take football. I would love to just see it. So, I mean, I'll, I'll take what I get, but I'm hoping, hopefully this stuff will be done. 
by the football season because I really would love to see it go back to normal. But again, only time could tell. I think it's also on us American people to just, you know, keep doing what's best if, you know, staying six feet apart, all those little things. Uh, next thing I want to get into, uh, kind of on the draft again, uh, a big thing is what team are going to be contenders in this draft. And it's something I kind of thought about. There's a lot of teams that are going to rely on this draft, I think, to make their team into contenders. Of course, the Bengals are going to be relying on their number one overall pick, who I believe will be Joe Burrow, to turn around that franchise. I don't see them uh, becoming contenders yet, but there are a couple teams I have in mind that I believe could turn it around after this draft. I'll do one for each conference. Uh, I'll do the AFC first. I have the Los Angeles Chargers. Now hear me out. They This offseason they added Chris Harris Jr., who is a still a very decent cornerback. Uh, they added him with their defense they already have, who I believe is a top 10 defense in the NFL. They also have a very good offense. Like They did lose Phillip Rivers and Melvin Gordon, but they re-signed Austin Eckler, who I believe deserved the running back position. He had a great year last year. They have Keenan Allen, who is a top five wide receiver. Mike Williams, who not the biggest house name, but maybe could turn it around, who knows. And Hunter Henry, who when healthy is a very, very productive tight end in the NFL. So they already have good weapons to just throw and run with. Not only that, they also added Brian Balaga from the Green Bay Packers. They they added him this offseason to boost up their line and traded for Trey Turner. So right there, they already added two offensive linemen to help that line protect their quarterback, which right now is Tyrod Taylor. Uh, now, I feel like they have the sixth pick. To me, I personally see them maybe taking Tua in this draft. And honestly, I think if Tua starts you know, with that offensive line help, with having weapons like Allen and Henry and Ecker, who is another dual-back running back like I talked about yesterday, uh, you know, this team has some potential, man. They could, The last year they had a 5-11 and record. I think this year if they, you know, can draft Tua, who knows if he can stay healthy and produce like he did in college. I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to win the AFC West. I still believe that's the Chiefs, but they might be a good wild card. Could be a good playoff team. Uh, who knows? I mean, it'll be very interesting, but I feel like if anyone's going to do it, they they have the best chance to win out of the AFC in this draft. Uh, jumping over to the NFC, uh, a lot of teams out there too, again, that are going to rely on this draft that could help their team. But I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, this one might throw a little people off. Don't care. Uh, of course, we all know this offseason they sign the jackpot by getting Tom Brady. Yes, he is 43 years old and all that, but he is still the greatest quarterback of all time, and he is still very, very good. Last year, he didn't look as great, but you got to remember, who did he have throwing the ball to? Julian Edelman? That's about it. So... This year, he's going to have the best wide receiver duo uh, with 
Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. He's still going to have O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait. I mean, right there, that's four, at least three, four good receiving uh, weapons that he is going to have to just haul that ball to. Uh, and their defense is actually really underrated. Let, let me, let's not forget that. They have Shaquille Barrett, who led the league in sacks, Levante David, who is a very good linebacker. This team is not as bad as I thought they were, and kind of paying more attention to it. They, they, I don't think they'll win the South, but again, like the uh, Chargers, I think they could be a, a good wild card, I mean, a good sleeper in this playoffs. Plus, in the draft, I think they're going to get some help to protect Tom Brady. Uh, I think they're going to try to boost up that O-line for sure. And my surprise thing that they'll do is draft a running back. I want to say second, maybe third round. I don't know who they're going to draft. I think they might go, who knows, J.K. Dobbins might slip all the way down to them. I don't see it happening. You know, DeAndre Swift will probably not be there, but... I think they're going to go get a running back to help with uh, Brady. Uh, they have a great coach. Bruce Arians is very underrated in a lot of people's eyes. And he's he's a top coach. I think this team's got some potential in this draft. I, I really do believe that they could, uh, they could do something. So we shall see. And, uh, yeah, man, that, that's – that's kind of what I wanted to kind of get into this today with the NFL. There's a lot of stuff going on. But I also wanted to kind of give some time to answer uh, some questions from the people. On DT, on Discuss the Game earlier, I posted to ask me some questions that y'all would want me to answer for this podcast. And like I knew y'all would, uh, some of y'all came through, and I appreciate that. So I'm going to kind of jump right into it. I'll uh, just answer y'all's questions. We'll start first. Uh, First, I want to give a shout-out to, and I'm sorry if I butcher anybody's names wrong here. Don't get offended. Also, with the athletes, if I butcher their names wrong, please don't harp on me. But uh, K Patel 1906 asked, what are my realistic expectations for the Dallas Cowboys? If anybody knows, I'm a huge Cowboys fan. Uh, I live in the area. I've watched them since I was a kid. And I've loved them through their ups and their downs. I'm still going to believe in them. I don't care what people have to come at me with. I still believe in my team. But if I had to be real, I'm going to say 10-6, and six, which is still really good. Uh, look, we lost Byron Jones this uh, offseason to the Miami Dolphins, which sucks. He was a very good cornerback. I kind of knew he was going to leave, though. We had to re-sign Amari Cooper. We had, we haven't, but we're going to re-sign Dak, in my opinion, uh, and we, we needed that money. So I, I kind of knew Byron Jones was not going to stick around. I'm glad he didn't go to the Eagles, but yeah, we lost him and it sucked. But the Cowboys surprised me this offseason by beefing up their defensive linemen, uh, their D-line. They signed Gerald McCoy. Uh, we also got Dontari Poe from the Carolina Panthers. Both those guys... Uh, are not the best defensive linemen, but they're pretty good, decent signings. I think that though they're better than what we had. Uh, Tyrone Crawford, I mean, was not the greatest, but I think McCoy and Poe is an upgrade. So I, I like those signings. Uh, we also got Haha Clinton Dix 
out there for strong safety. Again, he's not the top safety out there in the game, but he's not a scrub. I mean, this dude still has, you know, a lot left in him. And I think I think those right there, those are three big signings that we did this offseason that I don't think is good enough talk. And I think this season we'll kind of see it. We also got, uh, of course, a brand-new coach. You know, we got rid of Jason Garrett, finally. We brought in Mike McCarthy. As you know, he was the former Green Bay Packers coach. He won a Super Bowl with them. He produced uh, Aaron Rodgers into what he is. Uh, this dude's got a good resume behind him. Of course, his last season in Green Bay was not the best, and he got you know, fired from them, was uh, out of a job for about a season or two. Cowboys signed him. Honestly, I think he's still a very good coach. I think he's got you know, a lot to bring to this team. He might uh, build Dak into a better quarterback. I mean, we saw what he did with Aaron Rodgers. He might you know, make Dak a top five quarterback. I, I don't know, but this dude's not a scrub coach. And so I think uh, he can turn this team around. Uh, let's also not forget, we have a top five offense. The Dallas Cowboys, I don't care what people say, have one of the best uh, offense alignment. Yes, Travis, Travis Frederick retired, which sucks. He was easily one of the best centers. I think we're going to go draft one this uh, offseason, but we still have a very good offense. We have Dak. We got Zeke. We have Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup is starting to turn into a very good wide receiver, too. Our tight end game is a little weak. Blake Jarwin's not a big name, but he's still not a... I don't know. Watching him, he, he showed some good highlights last year, and I think if we give him the ball more, he could evolve into a decent tight end. But, no, we, we have very good offense, and our defense is actually not terrible. I think we need to work on our secondary for sure. This draft, I think that's all we're going to do. This is what I feel like they need to do. But also, I kind of want to look into their schedule. That's how I determine what I think we're going to do. Of course, we always play the NFC East twice a year, which is probably one of the weaker divisions. Uh, So the Giants, I think we're going to sweep right there. I don't think they'll beat us at all. They're not ready. So that's two wins already in my book. The Eagles, we're going to probably split that series. Every year, we kind of usually do. These two teams are going to be the top two teams in the NFC East. It's going to be the Eagles or the Cowboys. One of those two teams will win the uh, division. But ironically, for the past, I don't know, few seasons, neither team, no team in the NFC East has won consecutive years. You know, if it's been the Cowboys, the next year it's been another team and then another team after that. So if history, you know, repeats itself, the Eagles shouldn't win the damn NFC East again. It should be the Cowboys, which I think it will be. So for the Eagles, we're going to split a series one and one. That's my prediction. Redskins, just like the Giants, they can't compete with us. Yes, they'll have Chase Young, but that's about it. Uh, They still have a lot of work to do. So we'll probably sweep them. We also play the NFC West this year, which is a, I think it's good for us. I think it's going to, if we can do what I predict we're going to do, then we could be a very, you know, talked about team in the playoffs. But uh, we're going to probably beat the Cardinals. Uh, Yes, they added DeAndre Hopkins. They have Kyler Murray, uh, Kenyon Drake. uh, But I, I feel like we could beat them. I think we've got some weapons out there that we have more weapons I should say uh, 
Uh, so I don't think we'll have any problem with them. The Rams, you know, a, about a month ago, I probably would say we would have lost, but this team is kind of taking a down toll. They let go of Todd Gurley, traded away Brandon Cooks. Uh, you know, that those two are big offensive key players, especially Gurley. I think when healthy, he's a top three running back, or top five running back in the league, and they just let him go. I know that he's got the injuries, but it kind of was a surprise move to me. So right now, I don't know who their running back is. Jared Goff is not proven to be a top quarterback. I still think he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFC, but I think Dak's better. I think we have a better team overall, so I feel like we could get that W against them. Uh, the Seahawks, we beat them in the playoffs a couple years ago, but I don't feel like we're going to win this year. I don't I don't know. The Seahawks are just really damn good, dude. Russell Wilson is top three NFC quarterback. You know, Tyler Lockett's emerging as a very good receiver. Their defense is not a joke. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not really sure about that. The 49ers, again, another team that I'm not seeing as beat. This team just won the NFC uh, and very well deserving. They were the best team in the NFC, and this year they're going to be another top team in the NFC. Yes, they lost Emmanuel Sanders, but their defense still stayed mostly the same. Uh, I feel like this draft they're actually going to go get a receiver uh, to replace Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, So this team is still going to be very well in the NFC, they're going to be a top team. I don't think the Cowboys will beat them, unfortunately. But yeah, then we also play the AFC North, which I have a splitting that division. The Browns and Bengals, both Ohio teams, we play them. I feel like we're going to get W's against them. Uh, Bengals, again, yes, I have Burrow, but they're still far away from doing anything. The Browns, I don't know what to say about it, man. I, I like Baker. I like Odell. I like Landry. I like Chubb. This team has looks great on paper, but as we saw last year, they didn't do anything. Uh, I mean, unless these new uniforms got you know some magic in them and they turn it around, I don't know if they'll be much better than they will be. Yes, they signed Austin Hooper, so I, they might be a playoff team wild card. But I think the Cowboys could beat them. I feel like we got them. The Steelers. We play uh, always going to be a good rival, but I don't know if we're going to win. If Big Ben stays healthy, they have Juju Smith-Schuster. They got James Conner. This team is – they almost made the playoffs last year with their third-string quarterback, let's not forget. And this year they're going to have their starting quarterback back. Their defense is still very – very well probably the top defense in the league maybe not top top three so I feel like we can't I don't I don't think we'll beat them I think we'll, we'll lose that game Ravens the same thing they they added Calais Campbell to the defense which is just scary they already have a uh, monster D line and they just added another beast to that Lamar Jackson the former MVP uh, unless he breaks his leg I, I don't think we'll beat them, unfortunately, which is okay. Uh, I'll take it. We also play the Atlanta Falcons. We'll beat them. I don't think that team's got much potential this season. They did get Todd Gurley. 
But besides that, Matt Ryan's starting to kind of slope down. Julio Jones is still a top receiver, but besides that, I don't really think we have much to worry. I think it's a W in our book. And we play the Vikings this uh, season. I'm going to say we're going to take another loss. Last year we got defeated by them. Uh, I don't know, man. I think we're not – I don't know. I don't think we could beat them this year. I'd love to. I'd love to be wrong on a lot of these losses, but if I had to just go off what I'm thinking right now, I think we're going to lose to the Vikings. It'll be a close one, but they still have a decent defense and they still have a pretty good offense, so it'll be a close game, but yeah. Uh, next question is by Aiden17. He asked, who are my top five quarterbacks in this year's draft? Uh, this is going to be a pretty easy answer. I actually have a couple surprise for y'all, but top three, of course, we got Burrow. Uh, I mean, there's not much to say about this guy. 76 completion rating, over 5,000 yards, 60 touchdowns with six interceptions. I mean, that, that's that's ridiculous, man. He's the best quarterback in this class. We all know it. He's going to be the number one pick. I mean, this dude's already being compared to Tom Brady in some people's eyes. I'm not, I'm not going to go out there and say that yet. We shall see. But I think this kid's the real deal. I think he's got a lot of potential. Uh, there's no doubt that he'll probably be a top quarterback. Next, Tua. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. I'm just going to say Tua. We all know who he is. Again, Another outstanding college season last year before injury. I mean, 71 completion rating, over 2,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, and three interceptions. I mean, that's unheard of. Here's my thing. Before he got injured, I had him probably better than uh, Joe Burrow. Of course, the injuries play a huge factor, and it's not just a little broken thumb or something. I mean, this dude had a hip injury, which I don't play quarterback, but I know damn well that that is – one of your biggest key things to have is a healthy, you know, hips. And so it's a it's a red flag. It's eye concerning for a lot of teams. But besides that, this this dude's got the complete package. I mean, I've heard he's being compared to Drew Brees and Dan Marino. I mean, that right there is one of the greatest things I could probably even be compared to if I was a quarterback. So this guy's got a lot of potential. Um, I think if he could stay healthy, which I'm hoping he does, I like this kid a lot. I think he's going to be a top quarterback. I mean, watching him lead Bama back in that national championship against Georgia was something remarkable. And so ever since that, I thought this guy is going to be a top pick in the NFL draft. And, of course, he will most likely be. So, yeah, he's he'll be fine, I think. He's going to be a top QB. Number three, uh, I got Justin Herbert. Some people have maybe Jordan Love. But I got Herbert on this one. I didn't watch too much of him. Unfortunately, he played in the Pac-12, and so I don't really get that channel much. But I know he had a great you know, season. 66 police rating, over 3,400 yards, 32 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Just you know, with the eye test, this dude's got all the physical tools to be a quarterback. Uh, and a very good quarterback. He's, he's tall. He's built real good. Uh, powerful arm. He's got good mobility, and he's very accurate. I think if this guy gets on the right team, he might be able to, you know, produce into something. I have Miami, I want to say, getting him, which would be great because I think he could be, a, you know, the face of that franchise, but they have nothing around him. So it kind of would suck to maybe see him go to Miami and, you know, 
be another Josh Rosen, you know, but I think this guy's got some potential and uh yeah, I think he's he, he's going to be a, a good quarterback. Number 4, here's my uh little twist, Aiden. I've got Jake Fromm from Georgia. <laughs> uh I watched him a lot this year. Uh didn't have the best year. I mean, 6 completion rating, uh over 2800 yards, 24 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. I don't think he's going to be a starter maybe in this league right you know from year one he's not going to be your Joe Burrow who you're just going to put all your chips on I think he's going to be a uh, second maybe third round pick but this dude's got potential I think especially if he sits behind on the bench a year or two maybe behind a good quarterback like Phillip Rivers or who I believe will pick him up will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I mean you sit behind Tom Brady, let him take you under his wing, groom you into a quarterback, and at when he, when he retires or goes, I mean, I think he could jump right into the spot and he could easily be a top quarterback in this league. So, yeah, that's my twist. My fifth quarterback, another kind of a twister, is Jalen Hurts from Oklahoma. Uh, had a really good year, you know, near 70% completion, over 3,800 yards, 32 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Uh Watching him at Alabama, this dude was Heisman material. I mean, this guy was, when he was at Bama, I know he was talked about being an early draft pick. And, of course, Tua took his spot in that national championship game and uh, kind of just took his spot the next year. He transferred over to Oklahoma, which was not a bad choice. I mean, he went from one great program to another great program. And so... uh, you know he's got a lot of you know he's got a good style to him i mean it's it's perfect for evolving football offenses that are interested in running a a scheme kind of like how Lamar Jackson was with the Ravens i'm not saying this dude is Lamar Jackson he's a little bigger built i don't think he's he's definitely not as fast but i i think he could kind of be in that area you know maybe like a Dak Prescott or Deshaun Watson kind of thing Dak does not run as much. Watson runs a little more, but I think this dude's got some potential in him. And yeah, I think that's kind of my, I'm going to say my top five. Jordan Love, I haven't really watched much of him. I know a lot of people have a lot of praise on him. I mean, I could be wrong about all these guys. I mean, it could be some kid from Colorado University that comes out and bees the best quarterback. But if I had to go off my top five, I'm going to go with that. So thanks for asking that. Uh, next question is from Sid B twenty three. He asked, "What are my top five running backs this upcoming season?" Uh, four of them, I think a lot of y'all are gonna agree with. I kind of want to throw a little twister out there, but I actually firmly believe in it. Uh, of course, we're gonna have McCaffrey. He's gonna be another top running back in this league. Uh, signed his extension, and he's gonna prove it. I think he's gonna have another possibly one thousand, one thousand. You know, 1,000 rushing, 1,000 receiving yard uh, season. Dude's a beast. No doubt he'll be a top running back. Uh, Saquon Barkley, another guy that we all know is going to be up there. Uh, probably the best running back in the league, top two, top three. No doubt he'll be a beast, especially when he's trying to get that contract. Uh, yeah, he's, he's going to be up there. Uh, I got Zeke. I know some people hate on him. Uh, but you can't admit, you can't lie. He, he's 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 one of the best running backs. I mean, over a thousand yards in three of his four seasons. Uh, this dude's 
he's a, he's a beast and he's a monster. And last year he actually had a really good year in my opinion. I know a lot of people are kind of saying he might have gained weight, which he he has. I mean, some of it's a lot of muscle, but this dude on the field, great running back, no doubt. Uh, Derrick Henry, another guy that I'll say I'll actually be honest. You know, a couple years ago I didn't think he was a top running back in this league, but he has definitely proved me and probably a lot of people wrong. And last year, he definitely proved a lot of people wrong. I mean, this dude, the Russian title king, I want to say 17 touchdowns. And we saw what he did in the postseason. I mean, literally physically carried the Tennessee Titans to the AFC Championship, where they, of course, lost. But still, he proved what he was. And I mean, it sucks he got franchise tagged. I really believe he deserved a maybe a, a little bigger deal. But... He's going to prove why he's one of the best running backs this year. He'll have another easily probably 1,300, 1,400-yard season. Uh, my fifth running back is Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, last year, he had a great year. Over 1,100 yards, 13 touchdowns. He showed us what he can do when he's healthy. Uh as for me, I knew he was going to be a good running back coming into this league, and unfortunately he had those injuries his first and second year, which really slowed him down, and it sucks because he's a running back, and so when you get you know an ACL injury, uh, those things can really play effect. But last year he overcame all that, and he pulled out. And this year, his, uh, his actually his contract's coming up. He's going to be a free agent soon. He wants a long-term extension is from what I'm reading. And uh, he needs to produce another good year, I believe, if he wants to get that money. And I'm telling you right now, running backs, any athlete pays attention to those small little things. They know what, you know, they know what's coming up for them. They know that they're going to be a free agent. They know that, oh, Christian McCaffrey's getting him money. You know, Saquon's going to get his money. Kamara is going to get his money. You know, they know these little things, and they want to be in that conversation they want to be getting their money as well just like anybody would so they're going to they want to produce and I feel like he's going to keep that in his head and he's if he's healthy I'm calling it right now I think he's going to produce the same kind of numbers once again from last year so that that's my top five running backs for you uh we got next we got dangerous Russ 676 he asked my top five edge prospects in this year's draft uh this one's Kind of maybe not a big surprise. There, there might be a one or two for you. Of course, we got Chase Young. In my eyes, he's going to be the best player in this draft. This dude is a six foot five, two hundred sixty pound beast coming on the edge, who hasn't even reached his prime. Unfortunately, he's going to go to a crappy team in Washington Redskins. But that does not mean he single handedly is not going to put up good numbers. I think this guy easily will be the best player from this year's draft so of course he's gonna be my top five edge next we got again don't want to pronounce names wrong Kalevon Chasen from LSU y'all know who he is uh this dude's a little interesting he's his durability is a little bit of a concern but honestly besides that if he can get that together he's a top uh edge rusher to come I mean this dude watching him at LSU he was he's another beast coming on that outside and so no doubt he's going to be a top uh rusher in this league and especially in this draft I got him at least number two uh number three I've got 
from Iowa, AJ and Panessa. Uh, didn't watch too much of him. I have seen some highlights, but just seeing his stats and seeing what he has done, he's a big guy on the edge, very athletic. He's got lots of potential. Uh, I kind of like uh, these guys from Big Ten schools. I- I'm I'm not sure why, but for some reason they just produce really well, I feel like, or they could. You know, Chase Young's from Ohio State. Uh, we got two other guys from the Big Ten on my list. So next we got Zach Bond uh, from Wisconsin. Uh, he actually, I don't know if many people know, he was a formal dual-threat quarterback. And so he's already got the athletic in him and he's very agile in fact he's probably one of my surprise stars from this draft I think he's going to produce very well in the NFL uh, I have him possibly going to the Patriots who are, is a good team just to get drafted by I think he's going to you know like I said produce very well in this league he's gonna have good coaching if he goes to New England uh, yeah he's he, he's gonna be my my pick uh for number four and my number five uh from another again like i said big 10 penn state uh i want to say yater gross matos eater gross matos not sure how you pronounce it but he's another athletic aggressive guy coming on the edge just like the other uh guys i mentioned uh let's not forget in two years he only started he had 17 and a half sacks and 35 tackles for loss uh, in just two years, that's that's pretty good. That's really exceptionally well. I mean, college is a lot not easier, but a little different than the NFL. Of course, NFL is gonna be much harder. You got the best of the best going at it, but still, this dude's showed a lot. And like I said, the Big Ten I feel like is gonna produce very well. Edge rushers, they produced them in college. Great. I think in the NFL they're gonna stand out even more. And that's what I've got as my top five. Finally, the last question is from the DTG GOAT. Everybody knows him as SC13. He asked, what are my thoughts on Tua? Uh, I don't know, man. I've got mixed feelings about this guy. Before the injury, like I said earlier, probably the best quarterback coming in this draft. I had him over uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, Of course, that hip injury is a concern, though, like I've mentioned quarterbacks rely on their hips and this year with the quarantine and stuff we didn't get a full draft combine we didn't get to see the the, not really us but even these prospects they didn't get to see the full little details of every single play that they're looking into we didn't get to see it so it does throw a red flag I believe Uh, it, it definitely hurts his I don't want to say hurt his draft stock. His dude's still going to be drafted early, but I think it it hurts my feelings. I don't know what to really think, but I think if he stays healthy, he's a pro bowler at least. He's going to be a stud in the NFL. I'm hoping he can stay healthy. I like this kid a lot, but if he uh, stays healthy, he's definitely going to be one of the top quarterbacks. He's very accurate, as we have seen, and we all know he's very competitive. There, If you just go look at his... Uh, highlights there's times where he has thrown the ball or kept the ball later than most quarterbacks would and that says a lot in a player in my eyes I mean if you got a six foot four 250 pound 
near 300-pound lineman coming at you. I mean, most quarterbacks are going to just chunk that ball away or, or, you know, do something to avoid that hit. Two is not like that. He does not care. He is taking hits. He's stepped into the pocket. And all those little things, they they play effect. So uh, the injuries are a red flag, like I said. But if he can avoid it, man, I think he's going to be a top top quarterback. I, I've got a lot of potential, hopefully, for him. So, yeah, that's that's my thought on Tua. And that right there is actually all the questions that I received. I appreciate all y'all asking. Uh, I'm going to keep posting, uh, get some more from y'all for a later day. And that's actually going to kind of conclude this podcast. Uh, I appreciate y'all listening. Again, I want to first just thank all the first responders or any medical people out there working on this uh, COVID stuff or even working during it. I mean, I know that it's not the easiest thing to go through and people are losing their jobs and people are struggling and uh, these doctors and first responders are definitely having to step up their game a little bit and change their routines. And so I have an uncle who's a firefighter and I, you know, appreciate his work every day. So I definitely want to appreciate them. If you are listening and you're one of them, I appreciate you. If you know anybody Make sure you give them a thanks, man. I'm telling you right now, it'll make their day. And for y'all listening, again, like I said yesterday, let's just keep our hands, or keep our six feet. Let's wash our hands, stay healthy. Let's do all the things these guys are telling us to do. And we'll, we'll get through it. And that way we don't have to talk about sports with no fans. I mean, that's something crazy to even talk about. So, uh, again, thanks for listening, guys. I'll be at it again probably next week. And, uh, Y'all just, y'all have, y'all take care. All right. Peace out.